0: Hey everyone, I just want to say that my novel, A in Report, is finally available on Amazon. That's A Breakin' Report, R-A-P-P-O-R-T. And now with the added bonus of being completely free if you've signed up to the Kindle Unlimited program. Now, if you prefer the touch of paper, then I have a hardcover and a paperback edition for those living abroad. But unfortunately, only the paperback edition for Australians due to the anti-Australian discrimination. Thanks, Amazon. Regardless, I just want to say thank you for your support as this novel has taken five years to finally complete, and it has been a labor of love through every step of the way. All right, now on to the podcast. Three, two, one, let's jam. There's a quote that haunts the dusty whores of the internet and it goes new friends are great but old friends are gold well how about a friend that you've known since you fall? to me that friend is renard a friend who has existed in my life before the global financial crisis of 2008 the creation of instagram in 2010 and the debut of the iphone in 2007. am i officially reaching the retirement age as i often say One of the objectives of my podcast is to bring interesting people and experiences to the forefront of discussion. This means finding unusual or even niche aspects of someone's life and then seeing what wisdom I, and hopefully my audience, can glimpse from the discussion. Well, Renard is both a world-class hip hop dancer, having represented Australia and the state of New South Wales multiple times, an actor who's appeared in films like Shang Chi and Thor Love and Thunder, and the young father to a daughter of whom I'm the godfather to? breathe. Join us as we learn how one makes a career in the arts industry, how Renard balances his talents between dancing and acting, the celebrities that he's met when filming, his advice for other young parents, and us, gushing about the fact that we're still friends after so many years. Did I also mention that I'm a godfather? Oh, I did? Alright, enjoy the podcast. You can't be nervous, dog. I'm not nervous. I hope not, because you dance in front of, like, hundreds of people. (laughs) Maybe I am nervous. You know what's funny? You dance in front of, like, hundreds of people. But, like, in this situation, you're like, oh, I've never done it before. Like, it's nerve-wracking. Me, on the other hand, because, like, I guess I've recorded before, mm. but I've never danced in front of, like, hundreds of people. Like, that would be so much more. We <laughs> so, should swap shoes, man. So, everyone, we have a really, really close friend of mine, Renard. Hello, hello. We met in D4.
1: Yes, sir. Can you
0: believe that? It's a long time, man. It's <laughs> a long time. We're, we're grandpa's dog. That's, that's it. <laughs> It's a long time, man. That is a
1: long time. I don't yeah. know how you, I don't even know how we're still like in contact. Yeah. In you, know, reasons,
0: so. you know, after this podcast, I'm leaving, I'm just deleting your contacts. <laughs> so far. But yeah, I there's actually a story I want to share before we jump into like the main topic. A story I want to share is every time I meet Filipino people, like like recently I'm talking, yes. I was like, hey, like, you know, my name is Stanley, blah, blah, blah. By the way, do you know what Ninong is? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course we know what Ninong is. And I go like, I'm Ninong. That's, <laughs> That's me. You, yeah. And then they always like, oh, my God. And they freak out and stuff. Yeah. So basically, to the people who don't know the audience, Runa, do you want to explain what Ninong is?
1: Ninong is in Tagalog, Filipino. It's pretty much godfather. Mm-hmm. Ninong
0: is godmother. Ninong is like a higher... If you could put on a rank, it's like a higher version of like Tito, from what I've heard. Tito is more like average. Well, what from
1: what I know, it's pretty much. Godmothers and godfathers are just for their godsons or goddaughters to give them guidance to like closer to God. Mm -hmm. That's why, hence, Mm -hmm. godmother, godfather. So it's just for them to rely on their godfathers or godmothers if they don't know their way
0: through Christ. Mm -hmm. So does that mean? the ninong and uh, sorry what's the female version of that nina nina are they more do they take more of like a like a supervision role yeah compared to some, Tito?
1: More, some more like a guidance role yeah mm-hmm. got it yeah okay that's what i from what i know and it is it's i i don't know if it's higher than go like Tito's and. okay you know they're all they're all important
0: okay I'll so that. maybe maybe i've just been mistaken from what i heard Tito was like an average, like you see some guy on the street and he's yeah. older than you, it's like, oh hey Tito. something like that. It's like a very like common word. Yeah. But Ninong is more like it's like more special. Anyway, that's what I like to believe because I'm Ninong now. I wanted to believe that.
1: I, I always thought Tito and Tita is just your aunties or your uncles. Mm. So it's still blood related. Okay. You know, but maybe in a and you know, also if you don't know them, it's maybe it's just more a respectful manner. Okay. To say like they're they're older than you.
0: Yeah, but you would ne- you would never say like like for example, a random person that you don't know, you would never be like, "Oh, hey, Nino. is that correct?
1: Depends. Uh, really? Yeah, it depends. I mean, you could say that. I mean, Kiyomi will probably say, "Hey, Stanley, how? Oh, hey, Godfather." Oh yeah, but that's, common, but that's But that's because I am person. that.
0: Like you you, but you wouldn't. She wouldn't say that. No, like, I don't think so. To like no. a random but stranger. It's labeled
1: on you. Like okay. it's labeled
0: in you. Like you are my Godfather. Okay. So you,
1: yeah. Compared to saying "Hey, Tito."
0: Anyway, basically means, you know. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a i'm repping man. it <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he is so to the audience listening basically what i like to do is i like to like invite close friends mm. because they've got like personal experiences or things that like i think it's worth sharing with people
1: yeah
0: and there's actually a few things about you which i think separate you from like the quote unquote average kind of dude uh well at the very least you know in comparison to me or in comparison to other friends i know Um. Firstly, I'm below average. oh we're we're editing that out. First thing is, you are an actor, bro. Like
1: working actor.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's. (laughs) I mean, but 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 is but aren't all actors working actors? Yeah. I know you like to say that because you don't like to, you know, like oh, I'm an actor and stuff. But like, I I don't know. I
1: I think because I'm still new to the game and like coming from a dancing background, twelve years of that and transitioning to acting like i i don't know if i could really like i am an actor yes but like you know i'm still in on on the process of trying to find
0: like work in movies mm-hmm. you know, tv shows that's the aim but the thing is you have found work in some films and some of the films like yeah. we'll talk about we'll mention in more detail like shane chi was one of them mm. or love and thunder i believe is yeah. one of them yes and there's a few others that will Talk about yeah. So Renard has actually been in those films. If you watch those films and you pause it, I'm sure you'll see his face at some point. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's
1: yeah. I guess with the that that was mainly extras work. So you still are Mm -hmm. are around that industry, but I guess I'm more seeking out to do like more main roles Mm -hmm. or leading roles Mm -hmm. because it's a great opportunity to be an extra in those roles Mm -hmm. and just being able to see how those work those actors there how they work and how they go proceed towards an actual scene or you know it's really inspiring because that makes me want to you know that makes me want to you know try to do those things and try to see if it's possible and i believe it is like i've in the span of two years i'm definitely not the same person when i started to Mm -hmm. where i am now i've learned quite a bit know and i guess every day you will continue to learn new things Mm -hmm,
0: for sure and there's another thing that you i guess that i guess separates you from the crowd you're also a young father young parent i remember you well i say i remember as it happened a long time ago today you called me like an hour ago you're like hey what are you doing do you want to come over i was like yeah i want to come over and i was like oh man i'm so tired and you said something like to the extent correct if i'm wrong but you said something like man me too I spent all night caring for Kiomi. Shout out to Kiomi, man! In in twenty in twenty years, fifteen years, Kiomi, you listen to this and you and, and this, you know that this actually happened. But yeah. but Renata was like, I spent all night, you know, taking care of Kiomi and stuff, and I'm like, bro, I don't have a child. I'm so <laughs> damn tired. And you you already have that as well. So yeah, that's actually something I, I, I do want to ask you about. But can we jump back to dancing? Okay. Because um, you said that you didn't really like the label of actor, you weren't that comfortable with it. Is that correct? Mm. And you said that was because like you're new to the game. Can I ask if someone calls you a dancer because you've been in there for twelve years? Do you feel much more comfortable with that title?
1: I feel like it's it sticks a lot more because you've been investing so much time mm-hmm. in your craft, and you know you're not trying to look for. That label but you know it's good to see your work is getting recognized
0: so you would feel more comfortable i
1: I would because you know i've i've put a lot of time and effort and you know like it's it's good to hear that energy from other people and Mm -hmm. you know being able to you know because i teach kids and adults being able to inspire my students and you know to make them just as motivated as i am you know that that speaks volume that's more than i can you know ever that that's what i want in my Mm -hmm. class you know Mm -hmm. it's not it's not always about me when it's crazy when i perform when i do my classes and i show them a little bit the routine they clap i don't i don't i don't really take it in like because at the end of the day it's their class Mm -hmm. i want them to be able to do what i can do but in their own version Mm -hmm. you know so when i teach a class i'm very privileged to teach the class but i want to make sure that these guys walk away happy and being able to learn something Mm -hmm. they can take just a little bit of what i've taught them that's when i know i'm doing a good job you know well that's when i feel like this is heading in the right direction for these students
0: Mm -hmm. and you've also from memory correct me if i'm wrong but you've actually represented australia i think twice in hip-hop one was in phoenix in 2017 can you just elaborate on that just so like the audience knows this is not like some guy I found on the street who just like, <laughs> who just like dances, you um, know, knocks on people's house. Like, Hey man, I'll dance for you. Like Renard's like, you know, a legit professional. So yeah. Can you like yeah. talk about that?
1: So we do the qualifying rounds in Australia. So you, everyone's representing the, their, their state. Mm-hmm. So we represented Sydney. So we were able to place, when you place top three, you go into the next one, which is North. so the first one is local. So you versus the other Australia, other Sydney crews. And then next one would be national, so you verse the other states in Australia. Yeah, and once you've made that, if you can make top three, then you are able to compete for World Hip Hop International, which is held in every year. It's called Hip Hop International. It's called it's it's in America, Phoenix, Arizona, but it changes all the time. So they keep you updated. Mm -hmm. One time it was in San Diego, the other time Las Vegas. The the when the year I went was in Phoenix, Arizona. So there's pretty much three rounds. And you're representing obviously your country and also you be you're going against ninety I think it's ninety countries. So you're bursting Japanese crews, Mm -hmm. Filipino crews,
0: Russia. Which crew which country surprised you? Like you didn't think they would be that good and they came on and just like blew it up.
1: Honestly, I don't know. Like I did I don't they're all great. Like I couldn't think of like oh this, this country wouldn't do that good. But they're like Dominican Republic. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen them dance. But when I saw them dance that one time, I was like, whoa, these guys are... You know, <laughs> these guys No one they're the top five right now. Uh-huh, you know, like, uh-huh. They're killing it. I think they came first that year as well.
0: Really? You know, so so what did you end up placing?
1: So there's three rounds again. So our division mega, mega crew, which is more than 20 people. I think there was about 60 crews. They cut that to 30 mm-hmm. for semis. And then from semis, they cut that to 12 for finals. Mm-hmm. We came 31st.
0: Mm-hmm. So we, so just, you missed just, out. Missed out we just missed out on
1: We just missed out in semis. Oh, okay. And it's spewing like that hurts. Like, I'd rather be 40th than. Really? No, like, you know, because you're, you so, <laughs> you're so close. Obviously, no, you're so yeah. close to yeah. just making it, like, regardless of the outcome at the end. But it's always a good feeling when you make the next round, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay. We still have another day of work of mm-hmm. training and stuff. And we train. When I did HHI with my partner. Wait, was, sorry.
0: What, what's HHI? Uh, Hip Hop
1: International. Okay. So that's the event in America. We train nonstop. Leading up to that competition, we were doing on Sundays, probably like 10 a.m. to 1, a, 1 a.m. What? Yeah. On Sundays. Because like <laughs> Australia is a busy, busy country, you know? We can't always see each other, you know, but. If we have that one day, mm-hmm. boom, we rehearse for that long. Okay. It's, obviously there's breaks and it was the same when we went to America. We would train from 6 p.m. to like 11 p.m.
0: Is this with cookies and cream? Cookies and
1: cream. Yeah. yeah. Shout out
0: to them. Shouts to cookies. Shout out uh, to They you. never accepted me though. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> hey everyone. It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man here in the post edits. So after we finished recording, Renard realized he didn't give a shout out to his current dance crew, the Pioneers, and we decided to start the microphone and then record for a few minutes and insert this during the main podcast. So these next few minutes, five, six, seven minutes are going to be added on, and when you hear the sound, that means we are now returning to the original audio, okay? Also, we've mentioned Cookies and Cream, mm. but you've actually left Cookies and Cream a few years ago and now you're with the...
1: Pioneers. Yes. Yeah. So these guys are based in Liverpool. They, from what I've heard, is they used to train just under... There's In Liverpool Station, there's a big set of stairs and they used to train just underneath those stairs. So basically, that, that was their studio at the time. And also, they, you know, they trained at the
0: park. When you mean under the stairs, does that mean they were just like free balling almost in public
1: yeah yeah so they have just carry a portable speaker and they would dance in public
0: mm. to train
1: I wasn't I wasn't there for their they went to America as well HHI. they did that two years I think it was 2014 and 2015 did so.
0: they get further or, or not as far as you
1: from what I remember and I think one of them they came they made it to the semi-finals mm-hmm. and then from there so they here.
0: did actually I guess yeah further, go further. Yeah,
1: further yeah second time around I'm not sure, but I, from what I remember, it was a bit rough. But I won't dive into that because that's a different story. So I've been with them for about five years, four years. Oh, has it been four years already? Twenty seventeen. Did that? you
0: join? You joined them before Kiomi was born.
1: Yeah, I think that's five years, four or five years. Yeah, because no so I joined. I joined in twenty seventeen, halfway through. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's been that long. I've competed with them hit to try, uh battlegrounds. I mean, hit to try, we were going to do in twenty twenty, but Covid hit. Mm-hmm. And man, that team was strong. It's just unfortunate that
0: COVID Do you struck. think it was stronger than the cookies and cream team?
1: I wouldn't I don't want to compare, man. But I th- I just think that set was like a winning set for us. But yeah, we've done a, quite a few competitions. We've also got a show coming up.
0: About the Pioneers. From about memory. the
1: Pioneers. Like, it's not coming up, but we're pitching in for a show. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to pitch in for sponsors to see if they're interested. We did, a, we did one time, I think it was last year, we did a little teaser. And we were able to perform it. It was like just a half a show. Just so they can have a little feel and what it was going to be like. So we had, like, Riverside people come out.
0: Like Riverside, like the school? Riverside
1: Theatre. Okay. And Sydney Opera House and Sydney Film Festival. So all those, you know, pictures just looking at our show and, you know. So far, we've got positive reviews. So basically, it is, it's it's going to be in PYT Fairfield, which explores dance and identity through the contemporary social and relationships that they have within the atmosphere and community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ba- exploring, like... Like, what makes us dance, what makes us get up, and do? Our
0: th- why we do it. You know, Can of- I ask, does that mean this show will be more theatre than, like, like a film show on SBS? Is that what it'll be?
1: It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be a theatre show, but we're going to use, like, like, a combination of different music to interpret our message. Yeah. Through dance. Yeah. So there's going to be hip-hop elements, but there's also going to be, like, a lot of storytelling. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I don't want to give too much because it's still in the process. And Nothing, um, Has it been confirmed yet? Not yet. We have another workshop in November. And so I'll, I'll go for two and a half weeks. And the final day, we'll, we'll try to show the full, the full run of it mm. to, the, to the people that are interested.
0: And can I ask, this is mainly for my curiosity. When do you think you will be... Sorry, let me try that again. When do you think you'll get a date where you know it will be happening? Or it won't be happening.
1: Hopefully, right after our work, that two and a half workshop. Uh,
0: so, in November?
1: Yeah. So, we'll have that final day where we get to show it to the investors or the pitchers and um, hopefully hear from them. Mm-hmm. If we can get someone interested, that'd be great. And that's a start, you know, regardless of where it is, you know, we just need to plant a seed and grow from there.
0: Yeah. So, shouts to pioneers, and uh, you know what's interesting pioneers. because I hang out with you, and uh, I always end up meeting all your dance friends. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah, you'll see him next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm still with these. I'm still with the pioneers. So check them out on Instagram, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. We're yeah. still, we're still dancing. We're still doing our thing. Yeah. Shouts uh, to the pioneers. Yeah. And also shout out to Alive this the leader of pioneers. That guy's pushed me a lot, and he's. Continue to make the pioneers where it
0: is now, mm-hmm. so I
1: think next year will be 10 year anniversary for the pioneers. And so, yeah,
0: can I ask one last question about the pioneers? What is your position? So, you said the uh, so I didn't catch his name. What was his name? The Alain Royalness, yes. His, wait, his last name is Royalness, that's his dancing name, okay? But anyway, that's his name, so. yeah. Royalness, like so, he's the leader. Like, are you the like, uh, like, you know, What's your position? Is there any like, is there like, a hierarchy I'm, on them?
1: Yeah, well, a lot of new ones coming this year, and there are a lot of them are a combination of his students and other students. I would, I, me and Rosie would, would think we were we are the the leaders as well. You know, we are the ones that are responsible for the kids, and so when we do gigs, we got to make sure that they all stay together, and mm-hmm.
0: you know, like making sure everyone's safe. And just to confirm, Rosie was in this team and then she pulled you along.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Shouts to Rosie.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Rosie. Like when I first joined, I was, I thought I was all that. Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't. So this definitely humbled me. Yeah.
0: And I remember you actually saying this a few times. And maybe this is good advice for dancers, Mm -hmm. which is you stay in a crew. Or if we look at this in like the teaching profession, you stay as a teacher in one place and you're like, oh, I know everything. I know every classroom, I know every routine, I know every bell time, everything. And then you move schools and you're like, oh Lord. This is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rosie's been there since day one. Oh, gee. She's an OG. Yeah. So she's been rocking them for almost, well, next year will be 10 years. So almost 10 years. So, yeah. Well, hopefully next year we'll have a big celebration and bring in. Like a, sort of like a reunion. That's sort of the plan. But yeah, 10 years is a long time.
0: Hell a long time. I
1: mm. oh, Cookies and Cream for sure have been going for a long time as well. So, and now Cookies and Cream have their own dance studio. Really? Yeah. I don't know where it is, but I know they have a dance studio.
0: Someone, I don't know. Someone. What was this? It was ages ago. And Joe being very muscular, he... He wasn't able to move that well. Now, I'm not sure if that was just because he was so muscular. Was this a dance class? It was a dance class. Oh, cool. Or I wasn't sure if it was if he was muscular or he just was like untrained in moving. It's gonna sound like a brag, but I don't know. It makes the story. Like I have you have to say it's I moved, I think, better, but I'm not as big. And the the person teaching the class that like is like, hey Joe, like obviously very muscular, but like Stanley, because he's thinner, has like a more nimble body. Like, do you see like is that a true like in the sense that if you're huge like you're like Joe if he's a big dude muscular is it actually harder to like be a hip hop dancer it's still
1: it's a combination of your mobility and also your flexibility that plays a big role i feel like it's i've seen i've actually seen big guys i've actually seen big guys dance so it's nothing it's nothing uncommon or you know i just feel like maybe it's more just being able to be more flexible or as well maybe he, he's just not accustomed to dancing like he's you know it's your beginner. it's a
0: first time try, yeah
1: first time taking a class so it's gonna take time so like, does
0: that mean that like that like you basically can be his size but if he's just, like super flexible he can he can be I just mean, as good
1: you look at terry cruz That guy's massive, but there was a scene in White Cheeks where he was doing the popping and dancing. So that guy can do it. I'm sure Joe can do it.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah that's a good so. point. Damn it, Joe, that was the yeah. one thing I had of a Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you just took it away. Sorry. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can I ask? Okay, so you've obviously represented Australia. You've also, from memory, you've done like Christmas carols. Like you've been Have on I? stage. <laughs> yeah. <that's> uh, I right. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to push you up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sell your brand, dog. Why talking to me? Talk uh, and like, can I ask? Because dancing. It's not something that I feel like because I never went through the uh, like the sport mm. like career. Like my career was always always very like book academics based. Mm. How does one, if they actually want to pursue dancing as a career, which you have and you've actually made money from it, like you've made a brand from it, like, you know, you've gone and represented Australia. Like, you know, you're, you're a decent dancer at the very least. How does one actually get into that? Because there's not really like a university path to dancing yeah like how does one actually enter that profession
1: like as a hip-hop dancer or just a dancer in general
0: i guess you can speak mostly about hip-hop i if you can speak about dancing in general that'd yeah. be good but any advice would be
1: well i was fortunate enough to go up with a family that loved to sing and dance my brothers both of them were in dance crews when i was young so mm-hmm. i was able to watch them and you know just being able to be around dance and it's i think it's I think it's Filipino culture, man. Like It's very we Filipino. We love our singing, we love our karaoke, and we have, you know, people Wait, dancing. In
0: can, our- can, can, I'm just going to interrupt to tell you a story. There was apparently this, this became so common, and I've got a lot of Filipino friends, so like I always made, you know, we always joked about it. But in the Philippines, it was pretty common for people to stab each other if they sang My Way by Frank Sinatra wrong. Do you know that? I'm never gonna sing that song ever again. Like that, you think I'm kidding? Just pause it. Pause the podcast. Search it up. Like a lot of people actually stabbed each other over like singing. Like that's how serious Filipinos took take karaoke. But yeah, anyway, back to as you were saying. That's crazy. That's crazy, man.
1: Not singing that song. That's that's blacklisted in the (laughs) Philippines. What was
0: I talking about? You were talking about having family who are very arts-based.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I grew up around that. And I don't know, I just, I made a decision to take dance class while I was growing up. And I, I heard of a, one of my friends was actually part of a crew, which was Cookies and Cream at the time she was in, and she told me to audition and i didn't expect much out of it i don't i didn't expect much out of dancing in general to be honest Mm -hmm. i was i had a i had a full-time job working as a landscape at the time i remember that i was doing my apprenticeship because i didn't see a future for me in university and you know that's a hard thing to swallow like to tell myself that like you know not saying i'm dumb i just didn't think that was right for me Mm -hmm. it is what it is but, and then I started dancing with cookies and cream and they were, they're very well known. They've done Australia's Got Talent twice now, I'm pretty sure. And were you um, ever in Australia Got Talent? No, no I missed that. I, I joined in just after the first Australia Got Talent and I wasn't there. I left and then they did Australia Got Talent again. Mm-hmm. So I missed out on those two occasions, but like good for them. Like those, those guys are like hardworking people and and yeah, from there, like, it was it was good to, you know, have the opportunity to do gigs with them because they already had an established name mm-hmm. at that time.
0: So they were growing up. So you recommend, or at the very least, your path was try to audition for a crew. Yeah. And then, from, like, and hopefully it's like a big brand or something like that. And then see if you can, I guess, enter it. And then they will do gigs and, and I don't know, dance sessions and stuff. And then from it, there, you... This
1: is from a hip-hop perspective, but... I don't think that's what you aim for. I think just being able to dance, that's enough.
0: That's true. But I'm sure people want to get paid for it, right? Like if they want to make it a profession, like you can just dance in the street all day. Yeah. So my question is like, how does one actually transform from dancing on the street or just dancing in the shower and then dancing and getting paid like Uh, going Christmas carols or something?
1: Well, I know for a fact that, you know, people nowadays, if you take classes in studios and stuff and they see you often and they recognize like wow this guy's such an amazing dancer and you don't know what who's watching you know it's it's like with acting it's like with singing it's all about networking Mm -hmm. so people other dancers will come around and some dancers are fortunate enough to be getting along with the industry that they'll be able if they come see you like just so happens to be then yeah it's it's word of mouth as well and A lot of networking and and people see you dance. Social media, you know. Now we have that tool to promote ourselves and and also just to just be able to have that recognition that there's there's this dancer here. Mm -hmm. Should we book him? You know. So what we have being able to have social media and just rocking up to class in general, people will start to recognize your work.
0: Mm -hmm. Can I ask? Is dancing Really tiring on the body. And do you think you could, like, is that actually? I was actually thinking about this because I've always known that you've loved dancing Mm. and like you're singing, all that stuff. Like, as you said, big part of Filipino culture. And when you told me, like, a year, two years ago that you were transitioning into acting, part of my thinking was, like, is it because you're a little older now? Not old, but you're a little older that. You feel like in twenty years, ten years, you might not be able to dance because it has such a toll on the body.
1: Hmm. I'm glad you. I'm glad you pointed it out because no, I never thought that way. Okay, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, we we can only dance for such a limited time, like we reach an age. But no, I never thought it that way. When I with dancing, yeah, it's a, it's conditioning. There's a lot of conditioning, like. I remember when I started to do a little bit of F45 and started doing home workouts, going to the gym and doing a lot of cardio, that, man, that changed a lot. Doing stretching before a workout, it made me more... I felt even better dancing and being able to dance. Because sometimes we have to dance for like half an hour. Imagine that. You have to be able to increase your cardiovascular
0: For anyone who hasn't taken a class, I remember... I mentioned her name before, but you took me to a class with a oh, that's right. instructor. No, that was the Oh I no, Tiana. The, You're talking about Tiana. Yeah, so yes. so for people listening, you know, obviously I've known Renat for a long time. We've actually he's actually dragged me to a few towns sessions. <laughs> he loved it. We, <laughs> I pretended to hate it, but you know, deep down I loved it. We did ballroom dancing mm. for oh, six to seven weeks. That was good. And we also and then I remember you took me to Tiana's hip-hop dancing. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been that t- I'm like Honestly, I don't think I've been that tired ever. She's I was exhausted.
1: You know, she's like, I think she's... I don't want to be rude, but I'm pretty sure she's around her 40s.
0: That's incredible.
1: And she's still killing it. She's still doing her thing. That's and incredible. Her kids, I think she's got three or four kids. They're all doing, like, they're all the next
0: gen. That's insane, so man. That's, that family's That'll a be Rosie. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> hopefully, that's Rosie. <laughs> yeah, it's all up to a little one. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. I, I want to ask about your acting group so tell me of the films that you've been in so i've already mentioned two but yeah like can you go over the films that you've been in or any advertisements that you've been yeah.
1: in okay so i've done Chi, thor love and thunder pieces of me which is in stan Woof. pieces of her sorry pieces of her that's a stan in, that's a- netflix and and stan um, Wolf like me isn't Stan.
0: Okay, can I ask for the p- pieces, pieces of her? Pieces of her. What do you know? What episode you're in?
1: No idea. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, haven't no. seen it. I know. I know. I'm <laughs> one of the episodes where I I did play a waiter in this one. Really? Yes. So I was going out and serving drinks. Okay. And then the hey, cast was there.
0: If anyone finds finds out, and send me an email, send me the screenshot, and I and I'll forward it. Yeah. No. And how about the I'm other one on Stan? What was that called? The one in, sorry, the one, Wolf Like Me. Yeah.
1: Um, My friend has seen me it. I
0: haven't seen the series. Okay, why don't you watch yourself? Are you too nervous? No,
1: I just, you know, I don't think of it as, I was a background. Uh I don't really think Uh of it too much. I don't know. Like, it was fun when I did it, but I just, if it's just that one moment and it's blurry at the back, Mm. you Mm. know, it's good. Like, but I don't don't think of it too much, like, don't get me wrong I'm thankful for the opportunity but like well, I don't want to watch something just because I'm in it. Okay. You know okay. I want to be interested in it, like What a humble Shang-Chi, dude. Shang-Chi Thor, Love of wonder. Come on, we most of us love Marvel, you know. Of course I'm going to watch that. Mm-hmm. But you know I want to make sure if I'm, I don't want to watch something because of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to watch it because I want to enjoy. So cuz those are TV series, I'm, I I want to watch the whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm just I'm the type of guy right now that don't like to multi-watch. Right now I'm just binging, not binging, but right now I'm watching Stranger Things and that's all I want to watch because I'm that type of person, if I watch Stranger Things and then I watch, say, The Boys or Wolf Like Me, I won't finish any of them, you know, and, you know, i want I rather start something than finish it off and then proceed to the next
0: one. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about Shang-Chi and mm. Thor because they're, very popular. They're big box office releases. In Shang-Chi and Thor, can you tell me what exactly did you do?
1: Okay, so Shang-Chi one was a a pretty funny story because when I got the brief for that, it said we needed people to pick up choreography. So first thing that comes up to my head is it's a dance solution. (laughs)
0: you're gonna challenge it's not even a dance audition I walked
1: up there with my dance gear and I was like in the middle of a bloody grass like it was a big land
0: what was it the scene when after they enter the bamboo forest and then they like enter like the village ancient China yeah
1: yeah yeah so that's the scene that we were working on and yeah I had no idea man It it was so weird and then next thing you know I saw other dancers and I think they got the same brief Like, oh, they said we need to pick up choreography. Mm -hmm. We needed to pick up choreography to fight. So we were lucky enough to, they trained us and they auditioned us on the same day. And I was, you know, I was lucky enough to get a
0: spot. So Um, does that mean you were, I actually think you told me that, were you holding the staff? uh, Was that you? I was holding the hook sword. Okay. That has a little taser at the end. Yeah,
1: so I was one of the bad guys. I was wearing all black uniform. Oh, you SWAT were
0: the team. bad guys. Yeah. I thought in another scene, or do you play multiple positions? No, I
1: only played my. I only played the SWAT team. Position. Okay. So, yeah, there's one particular scene. If you pause it, you'll see my eyes. That's about really? it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I know what I look like. With my eyes, so I'll take that. Okay. Wow. And ha- how about Thor? Thor, they,
1: they. I think my idea got cut because you know how it's a four-hour movie is it four hour originally movie? what i heard was, it was a four-hour movie but they had to cut it down to two and a half so i was one of the there was a this is spoiler by the way so if you haven't seen it yeah,
0: spoilers skip everyone skip this, yeah
1: <laughs> but it's not a big spoiler but so basically thor enters the realm of the gods and zeus is there all around him were seats of other gods so you're talking about like the pharaoh what else loki it loki all those gods uh, and yeah. i was uh there was also like a dumpling god i'm like you
0: haven't seen there's it a yet dumpling I, god.
1: there's a dumpling i'm pretty sure i'm just like what the you know, <laughs> well that like makes sense
0: like like a like a chinese dumpling
1: i'm pretty sure if
0: i can remember vaguely
1: it's just a comedy that
0: okay like i was trying to use all right okay
1: i was a cloud god you were one of the gods. I was one of the gods. I was a cloud <laughs> god. So I, I wore this massive blue suit, and the, my hat this was a amazing. massive cloud. And it was like a Christmas tree sort of shape. Dude, do you have photos? I don't have photos. I, I couldn't. I, so I, I couldn't have my phone with me. Just, uh-huh. just some restrictions. The hardest thing about wearing that suit is I don't know. They didn't think about this, but I couldn't see shit. <laughs> I literally could not see anything. I well, had to get one of the ADs, which is the assistant uh-huh. directors to yeah. help the cast, to hold my hand and lead me where I'm supposed to go. That's so cute. So they put me on set and they realized oh, I don't, I think they realized that I couldn't see. So I couldn't follow the direction. Because mm-hmm. Taika at the time had a laser light and he was just like, well, who who's. To oh, the director okay and he would point a laser saying look at here look at there look at here look at there and i'm just like
0: oh and you were supposed to look there yeah
1: but i had my i couldn't see okay gotcha. so, so how must, did they fix that well they cut me off oh okay really yes but i was like, i did a few i did a few shoots and i guess it didn't it didn't work out so mm-hmm. but still i wasn't it like i was part of it yeah, so yeah. I, I'll, I'll i'll take that yeah you know, being able to work with that cast and crew seeing Natalie Portman Tessa Thompson Chris You Hanford. saw
0: Natalie Portman? I did and she... Did you propose to her? <laughs> <laughs> my wife my fiancée <laughs> killed me. Wait, we're cutting that out, sorry yeah, Rosie. Cut <laughs> we're that cutting out. that out. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Who's Natalie
1: Portman? No, but yeah, no she she definitely took the role seriously because she definitely booked up. Like seeing her she looked quite Oh, cute. really?
0: Yeah. So do you think she'd beat me in a fight? Probably. Yeah, probably. You're <laughs> <laughs> not in basketball, I'll give you that one. You're damn right, she hasn't been in basketball. I, can, can I ask, I'm, I'm not sure if this is a little private, so you can give me a rough estimation. And once again, I'm thinking about this as like, if someone wants to enter the acting profession mm-hmm. and do these scenes, like for example, they're the cloud god or they're a waiter or they're a, an extra on the SWAT team of Shang-Chi, how much approximately do they get paid or did you get paid? And you give me an approximation if you want, so- a day.
1: This is the background stuff is, is connected to the extras agency. Mm-hmm. So that's nothing to do with the acting agency because you have to audition for speaking roles or even audition for the main role. So right now I am studying acting, but I haven't really put myself as a actor in an acting agency, Yeah, that makes sense. So they're both different. And with the extras agency, you'll get paid by PaySnip and they take commission. Okay. Because they're the ones that gave you that
0: gig in front yep. I think it's about 10%, ten fifteen. Mm-hmm. So how much like, so for example, let's just take the Shang-Chi. Yeah. How much did you, and you can give me a rough estimation if you want. Like, did you get paid a day? How much, yeah, did you put in pocket?
1: Well, weekly, I think I was getting one, three, one, two. Mm-hmm. But that's also minus commission. So mm-hmm. if I didn't, if it didn't go through my agency, it would be one five. Again, it's, it's not, you know, not huge. But it wasn't about that, you know. It was just being able to experience, and being involved with the movies. It's cool, crazy, right? Yeah, like, it's and really fun. I got to, I got to connect with other people there that I never thought I would. Mm-hmm. Like, and also other dancers there at the time. Funny, it was around my birthday, and they surprised me with like. Wait, who's you know, they? The people I met. Okay. They surprised me with uh, like a little cake.
0: Okay which crew was uh, which set or which film
1: oh it was in the village mm-hmm. but they they all sang happy birthday to me. really I mean, did simu lu like, sing happy birthday no no not him but all the extras did okay and uh-huh. like even if you didn't know some of them uh uh-huh. that there was something special about that bond okay. about that group and that's something like those memories will never fade like that's awesome you know, being part of on set and you know everyone's just vibing and everyone's just mm-hmm. enjoying each other's time
0: and by vibing you mean kicking each other's ass right that too afterwards you know (laughs) so enough talk that's fine (laughs) let's throw hands um i'll actually i'll share something before i I want to ask about you know being a young parent which still blows my mind but uh, yeah (laughs) crazy but when i was younger i actually really wanted to be an actor and i Mm -hmm. think part of the reason was like you know i wanted the idea of being famous and being an actor because when people think about being an actor it's like brad pitt it's never like the guy who has to grind in like a Sydney theater Mm. for eight years before they get like their big stint. It's always like, oh, I want to be Brad Pitt. I want to be like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Ryan Gosling. And yeah, I remember like in year seven, like, oh man, I really want to be an actor. Did I ever take acting classes? No. (laughs) Did I ever, you know, audition for anything? No. But I wanted to be it. So I think it's, I think it's really cool. I think the fact that you've actually chased things like, acting or dancing things which are not like really i don't use it's not common that's the wrong word it's it's almost like not streamlined like for example Mm -hmm. with universities like you finish high school you go into university it's Mm -hmm. very like a stream you've chosen things which fall off the beaten path and i think that's really cool
1: ah yeah i don't know how i don't know why it's just (laughs) i follow my instinct and Mm -hmm. i let that sink in Mm -hmm. you know because you know you know we only live once you know we want to you i want to make sure I, I make the most of it you know regardless if i fail or su- succeed you know i just want to make sure when i get old i look back and say like yeah i did my best
0: yeah and that. that's actually yeah. since we mentioned Simbulu that's actually part of the reason he started acting as well it was like an accountant before yeah it was and then he's like i hate this and then he tried acting and then you know, now he just ignores my DMs on Instagram, so <laughs> yeah, Simu, actually, hit me up!
1: <laughs> I've actually got videos of the director, one of the stunt choreographers, and Simu Liu sending a message to the extras when we were about to watch Shang-Chi as a whole.
0: Yo, can you share me that afterwards? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: it's, yeah,
1: you, you wouldn't think, like, those big names uh, yeah. would make that time for you, but uh-huh. it's, it's really, really nice, and Things like that just wants to push me to even
0: mm-hmm. further more, you know, to continue on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talking about pushing and further on, what is the role that you are trying? Because you said you wanted to move from the extras to more like more of the main cast. Mm. So I think you were focusing on Romeo and Juliet.
1: Yeah, so I have a play coming up and that's going to be in September 14th, 15th, 16 okay around my birthday so it's basically Romeo and Juliet it's a community theater play I mean when I auditioned for it I solely just wanted to audition to get my confidence up I didn't think I'd make it all the way and get Paris so I'm playing the role as Paris in Romeo and Juliet and yeah really excited it's all coming in together okay yeah, we've also done a few rehearsals in sword fighting so it's we want to make sure it's it's going to look good like okay. we just started polishing it. Now. Does
0: it have the traditional like to be or not to be language or is it more modernized?
1: It's high-in text, yes. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that language but we we try to generate like making sure that it's truthful within each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just you just got to come watch it. You
0: know? Okay, yeah. Hey, um, everyone. What would I uh, give the details again?
1: So Romeo and Juliet's it's going to be at casula Powerhouse Theater um, where's September, that
0: exactly? Near Liverpool. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be dates September fifteenth, fourteenth, and sixteenth.
0: So okay. 15th, 15th, 16th. Yeah. Okay, cool. Check it out, Roman Juliet. Yeah. All right, let's talk about being a young parent. Let's do it, dude. I remember you telling me you're like, "Hey Stan, we're gonna meet up." I'm like, "Hey Renard, any time for you?" So we do you still remember the date you told me? Vaguely, yeah, yes. Vaguely,
1: I, I, no. It's just <laughs> I've I've had so many times of where I had to be uh-huh. in that situation. Okay, so. okay. But well, yes, I do remember. I remember calling you and like telling yeah. you like this shit's important.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was like, definitely, I got time. We went to where we where we live, or where I live, or very yeah. cl- close to where I live. Yes. And we went to a fusion Chinese the, slash Korean restaurant. Yeah,
1: it was the one on near the West Side Station. Yeah. That's correct. Okay, yeah, yeah. That. yeah.
0: And then and then you were talking, we're talking. You waited till like the meal was like half very, half yeah. eaten. You're like Stanley, <laughs> I gotta say something. Yeah, I'm I remember like, now. I remember I'm like, I'm like, you get arrested? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Like, why are you so serious? Yeah. And you're like, Sally, Rosie's having a child, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. That was like wild. So, yeah, like, like it's been a few years. Mm. How tired are you? Can I ask? Because I feel every time I think of a young parent, I'm like. I just think of one word, like, obviously, like, actually, I think of multiple. words. like, there's, like, love, you know, oh, you know, my little daughter, my little son, so cute. But also, I'm like, you must be so damn tired. So, it's run exhausting. me through it.
1: Yeah, it's exhausting. I don't even know how I do it. But the first two weeks was the hardest, i got to say. Like, she was bored and she had no sleeping pattern. So, basically, we had to try to, you know, make sure she knows that night is to sleep and day is to Stay awake. Most of the times, they'll be asleep, and this is something she couldn't control within the two weeks, and you just had to deal with it. And she'd wake up when she when we needed to change her nappy, or when she couldn't sleep because of this and that, or you know, supporting Rosie, making sure she gets enough sleep. You know, because she did all the hard work, obviously. Yeah. So I
0: gotta, yeah. I'm just on the sideline. Yeah, on the sideline, you know, like stuff. <laughs>
1: But, um, yeah, nowadays it's getting easier. Like not easier, but it's getting. You know, we're getting used to it. But is I, that
0: because you're getting used to it, or is that because Kiyomi is actually like able to control herself? Like she's able to. You know, nine o'clock fall asleep, or is it just you're more used to? Yeah, you're well, more prepared? I think
1: she's getting. She's getting. She's realizing when what time is bedtime, mm-hmm. and you know when she gets tired, you know she needs to take a nap. But there's 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 always going to be new challenges along the way. You know, right now she's having growing pains, and really, be- yeah. Before that, it was her teeth, uh-huh. like she was teething, uh-huh. and now that's getting better. You know, what so-
0: exactly is teething?
1: So it's pretty much when her her teeth, her tooth, and sorry, her teeth are all starting to grow and come out. Uh, it's, apparently, it's really really painful. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was like when I was a kid, but I'm gonna believe it because it's a thing, and. You know, basically, you just had to be there for her and, like, put on bonjela to ease it or give her some panadol. Mm-hmm. But she would always wake up at night and it would she would find
0: it hard to eat. Is she still going through teething now?
1: No, I, I think most of her teeth are out. She's still, I think it's still growing as well. But now she, I think it's more just her growing pains. Like, mm-hmm. she's, she's getting bigger and, you know, that's making her feel uncomfortable in the middle of the night sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I ask Kiyomi? So, about Kiyomi, I haven't interacted... I don't have many friends that have, like, young children. But she, to me, seems very extroverted. Is And she also... And I'm not sure if that's just because, like, when I'm around you, I'm hyper-aware of people mm. who dance. I see her, like, grooving all the time. Yeah. So do you think, like, she is an extroverted and she's, like, a dancer? Or, like, in that realm of, like, she loves moving and stuff?
1: Well, because the environment that we we put her in, like, we still go to dance crew trainings and we take her and we do dance classes still you take her yeah that's dope so she's able to you know see everyone else dance so i guess she just realized oh you know this is the this is the atmosphere she's going to grow up in mm-hmm. and whether or not when she gets older if she chooses to dance or not, it doesn't matter but just not accepting where she is at and i think she's just growing comfortable of you know people dancing and you know, a lot of things like I guess it's, you know, taking it to the park, being able to be active for her and making sure that we spend we we make time for her as well. She's able to just get out of the comfort zone. I remember when it was during COVID, she was having a hard time how to socialize with other kids. Like she didn't know the spacing and, you know, being too close to another kid. Or... So
0: was she too close or too far away? Too close. Okay, so, yeah. so like a little too enthusiastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. But she didn't know because like, she would only spend time with us during the COVID lockdown. And so it was okay for us to hug her and Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. She didn't know it was different with other kids. And also she wasn't comfortable with anyone else's house because obviously Mm -hmm. we were stuck in our own house. So when we went to my mom's house, she was like, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. You know, but, you know, it's all repetition. You know, you keep going there. She will eventually get used to it. Mm -hmm. We take her to playtime now. So she's getting used to other kids and, you know, knowing that, you know everyone has their barriers and you know too close is you know not on or you know what i mean like she's starting to pick up her cues what's you know what's socially acceptable what's yeah awesome so i think as well just being consistent with that just helps her to train what's what's normal and what helps with other kids
0: mm. and what's something that you had no idea before becoming a parent like whether it's like sleeping pattern or how important sleep is, like what is something that you now know that you would share to a with young parents. parent? Yeah.
1: It's not as hard as people say it would
0: be. Okay. See, that's my mindset yeah. because I've never gone through it. It no. sounds like you have a child and it's like, whoa, everything is completely different. So yeah. you disagree with that?
1: I disagree with that because I think the only thing you need to be more prepared and you need to. What helps is scheduling your week, you know, making sure that you're organized. You can't just say like, oh, we'll have breakfast whenever I want. No, you need to make sure you have a time. Like when she wakes up, change her nappy, eat breakfast, you know, go out, have lunch, make sure to take some nap. So everything's organized, mm-hmm. you know, so everything has its pattern. So it's like a rhythm, you know, make sure you have that rhythm. And also don't forget to have time for yourself. You know, I think that's, is that hard what to have time for yourself yeah when you have a child sometimes yeah but regardless it doesn't always have to be going out it could just be you and your partner watching a movie or you and your partner playing a board game getting video game, something you know to but help
0: we, you so I, I completely agree with that and i think you know even if you didn't have a child that's yeah. really important but and once again i'm speaking as someone who doesn't have a child but like mm. let's just say you and rosie were watching a film and then kiyomi you know, because of X, Y, and Z, she's upset or she dropped something or she's crying. Is that you just fix it up and you just go straight back to your time? Like, how does that happen?
1: If, if that happens, you know, you got to learn to accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. You know, it's, it's part of parenthood. You know, you have to be there for your child. She's just as important as your partner. Mm-hmm. You'll have you'll create an understanding within the family. Mm-hmm. So I remember last night when she started crying around 2 a.m. It's because Rosie always goes to, you know, sleep with her. To calm her down, but you can't always give it to her, you know. So I told, I said, "I'll, I'll sleep with her, I'll stay over. You take the night off." So it's really communication as well, making sure you guys work as a team, not as like you're gonna go or you know mm-hmm. you want to work. Don't work as an individual. Yeah, you, know, you guys need to work as a team. That's when you guys are you're stronger together as a team.
0: And is it really actually talking about that? Is it really important to rely on grandparents and? uncles and aunties like how important
1: some people don't have that privilege yeah and i guess we're very we're grateful for for we were able to have rose's mom and my mom to help out once in a while you know and i think it would have been a lot difficult if we didn't have them i wouldn't know how we would you know do all the other extra activities that we have or our careers at the moment so
0: mm.
1: yeah I, I can't really speak because it's different for everyone you know like some people may not even have their grandparents around so how do you deal with that maybe childcare, you know at night maybe ask a friend to look after or your sibling i guess there's ways around it Mm -hmm. it's not always available Mm -hmm.
0: do you feel like after having a child you can operate on a lot less sleep than you did before (laughs) yes definitely i think
1: my least amount of sleep was like four hours three hours yeah no i'm gonna have a heart attack i I, I don't aim for that like Mm -hmm. i Six hours, I'm, I'm good. I
0: need six hours. Right now. How about beforehand? Like before you had a child, were you like... 12 hours,
1: hours. Before a child what? Before you
0: had a child, like how many hours of sleep were you getting? You know,
1: I was still living with my parents. So it's kind of like you're kind of responsible free, I guess. Like you didn't have a curfew or Yeah, for sure. Bed, so. Obviously, you still had your work and stuff. But I sometimes would sleep at like four, wake up at 12. Damn, bro. Three work up at twelve, but uh-huh. well, other times twelve. 12 uh-huh. you know. mm-hmm. It just depends, man. It, you're your own individual. You don't have any, you know, responsibility to look after a child. So therefore, you can sleep in your own time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on your day off. You can sleep in your own time. Yeah, right? yeah. But if you have work the next day, what's the most logical thing to do? Sleep
0: early. Yeah. And do you have any dreams and aspirations for Kiyomi? And I, I know this is a little difficult because. I think parents don't want to impose. They don't want like, I was an actor, so I want my child to be an actor. Mm. But is there any dreams or any wishes that you want her to go through? And this doesn't even have to be a profession. This can be like, I want her to be happy. Or I want her- mm. I mean, obviously, happy, healthy. Like, you know, we don't have to say that. like Every parent wishes that. But is there anything in particular that, like, you wish Kareme to do in the future or experience? Just
1: live your life. It doesn't have to be dancing Everyone's telling me she's going to be a dancer. I'm like, but we don't want to, we don't want to fall out because we're, we're, we were that, you know, she's our, she's our own person. She's going to grow up in a different environment. She's going to experience things that she's never experienced before. And it could be completely different from what we have. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes what's, that's what makes people's lives special. That we all have a different journey Mm -hmm. regardless, you know? And yeah, as long as she's happy, like every decision that she does is for her for her sake Mm -hmm. you know not because i want to impress my parents you don't you know what we're gonna love our child whatever they decide to do you know could be just working as a plumber electrician a lawyer we don't care as long as they're happy doing what they want to do then that's great
0: that's really nice that's really good really good input yeah i just thought of this but i think it's really cool imagine if Kiomi listens to this in 15 years uh, twenty years. Yeah. Don't cry. No, you I'm not allowing you to cry. <laughs> <I'm still alive. laughs> but yeah, let's just say she puts this podcast on firstly, you hear me. I'm your Ninong. <laughs> Don't ever <laughs> forget. Her. forget her. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. do you have anything you'd like to almost like a time capsule to tell her that hmm. in five years, ten years, twenty years whenever she actually puts this on, Kiomi, you, you better be subscribed to my podcast Don't you dare listen to any other podcast but mine. <laughs> but yeah, do you have anything you'd like to say to her? Damn,
1: man, you put me right on the spot for this. I moment. made that
0: up on the spot okay, as well. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool, right? That yeah, that's cool. No, thing. cool. <laughs> I haven't thought that far, but you know, I guess I'd say you know,
1: keep working, keep working hard, follow your dreams, follow your goals, and remember that mom and dad are always here for you, and we love you. You know, and don't ever forget that your friends, your family you Know God, everyone, everyone's there.
0: You know, awesome.
1: That's it. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Don't drink, (laughs) don't smoke, (laughs)
0: don't date, (laughs) don't date. No boys, all right. But you know, one other person I just want to shout out to before we end this podcast Rosie. She doesn't get enough credit, it's like. Like, every time I come over, Rosie's just like, hey, you want, you want blah, blah, blah? You want, you want me to do you want blah, blah, blah? She's like fixing stuff, helping stuff. And, you know, obviously, I'm interviewing you. So, I'm getting mm. mainly your input.
1: You can interview her next. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe when she comes in, I'll get yeah, her Yeah, on. 100%. But, like, like Rosie, like, I, I just don't think this would work without a partner, and in mm. this case, Rosie.
1: Yeah. she's She's been a rock, man, honestly. She's my first girlfriend, the first person that I could really, you know, get myself, you know, in in that, situ- in that position. Like, I've never... I was always scared to be in a relationship and she made me take that step and take a chance with her. You know, obviously, we've had our moments, we've had our ups and downs, but what's a relationship about that, you know? So she's... She's, man, she's helped me so much in my life. Like, there's, it's crazy. Like, there's moments where I feel down and she'd always, you know, always tell me to put my head up. And I feel like I do the same for her. And that's what makes us two so special. Mm -hmm. You know, that we help each other, you know, and, you know, nothing beats that. You know, like, you know, we've been together for about almost seven years now, I think, next year. And we're soon to married next year as well so it's a blessing you know and i i do believe that life works in mysterious ways and for her to stick around as much as she has and i've done my wrong she's you know no different but just being able to stay connected and stay bonded together and now we're about to get married is you know it's amazing you know and i would never i don't i don't regret anything you know i don't i don't look back and i'm looking towards the future right now and that's like also with you bro like that's I, crazy i don't have man. many friends you and Arun, that's about it yeah that i've known for that long yeah and you know there's something about you that you know you you definitely have played a big part in my life i appreciate and, that yeah for sure man and i'm proud of you you know like we've we've both gone in our own journeys but every time we have this special moment together to connect it doesn't change 100 you know? that's that is crazy that's you know? a rare like, man <laughs> that's rare like i i don't keep in contact with any of my high school friends yeah you you've been my friend since primary school and yeah. so is the room yeah so yeah man doing big things i appreciate this podcast too yeah it's,
0: it's good stuff hey man so- don't cry, yeah? Yeah, no, we're, hey, audience, we are crying, we're men. We ain't crying, bro. Men don't cry. <laughs> now, nah, all jokes aside, man. hey, if you need to release some emotions, let Duh. it out. But Renard, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for joining you. Safety Last. This has been amazing. And audience, I hope you enjoyed that.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Take it easy. Thank you for tuning into Safety Last with Stanley Ching. If you enjoyed this, then please leave a rating or a comment. I hope you're leaving with a new idea and make sure to follow us on instagram facebook and other places that can be found in the description